FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show. FGC Hollywood, stay classy. Has a 0.04% drop rate, so... I've been grinding Curacides for the last three levels from 57 to 60. <laughs> Nothing, dude. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode 11. My name is Max Spicer, and joining me, the return of Pringle the One. Pringle, how are you doing? Yo, I'm good, man. I'm doing I'm doing much better. So obviously, you, you weren't around for episode 10, but uh, you're back on 11. I just want to ask you, before we get started on the whole thing, how did it feel... To almost be like on the outside looking in on a podcast that you normally record. I got replaced. <laughs> I, got re- I got replaced. My man was like, yeah, I don't need that guy no more, man. Pringle is dead. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It was cool, man. I got to listen to the, I, I listened to the whole thing yesterday while I was doing, uh, I was just cleaning up the place a bit here and I got to listen to the whole thing and uh, Broke, Broke is cool, man. Cool guy. He channeled my spirit. He did. He did change yeah. my spirit. <laughs> you know what's funny? When he said that, I said it before he did that. Like, <laughs> I, said, I said it out loud to myself. You know what Zio said in the Discord? It's pretty funny. He's like, wow, I can't believe y'all talked about more Smash when Pringle wasn't on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Zio likes Smash. He's just denying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, it was a very Smash-filled episode. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly just shout out uh, Broken Wing for coming in because I really, I emailed him. I had a feeling that, you know, you probably weren't going to make it, but I still, because of the all the backlog that we had, I still wanted to put something out there. So I really, I emailed, or I, rather, I messaged them like the, the ninth inning. I was like, hey, can you come sub in? <laughs> I don't want to record alone. And uh, he, he really helped out. So shout out to Broken Wing for filling in on episode 10. But did, did you have all the stuff that happened with Nintendo and all that? What Do you have any thoughts about that? Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even know that it happened, dude. I didn't, I didn't know that they did something like that. I was amazed. I was like... I was amazed, but then I was like, man, it's Nintendo. They don't like I nobody. I was going to say, were, were you surprised? <laughs> yeah, man. They hate everybody, man. They don't even like the people. They don't like their fans at all, man. These are the type of people that will sell you old-ass games, put it in a compilation, even though it's been on virtual consoles on the last console, and sell it to you at 60 at a limited release. They, they even did that with an old Fire Emblem game. I don't know if you know about that, but... They did a limited release of an old, the first Fire Emblem. But that's pretty, pretty trashy what they did to them. It was the Melee players, right? That they like, nah, y'all can't have your game, man. <laughs> I was like, yo. Well, really, it canceled the whole tournament because they, yeah. they didn't even run Smash Ultimate because of the whole cease and desist thing. But only Melee was like connected to that cease and desist, right? Well, yeah, but the TOs just decided to cancel the whole thing. Yeah, they probably were like, no, Melee, nah. Smash the ultimate players like, what about us? Man, y'all got <laughs> yeah. plenty of tournaments, man. I'm gonna be real, man. This is my opinion on uh melee as the game. I think it's a horrible game personally, right? Mm-hmm. I know people won't like me for this one, but I hate that game. Like, I don't I don't think it's a good game. I had a lot of fun playing it, and I think it was probably like the best game ever when I first played it. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, this game is so unbalanced, like half the roster is not even viable. People will tell you that it is that's bull crap. All you see is Fox and, and that one Jigglypuff player. Uh, I, I don't like how the game balanced. I don't like, I don't even like how the game looks. Like the game looks so, like they made like the characters really kind of surreal, which they did that like in the following game, which is like, it's weird and they don't look as good. They look too realistic. 
if that makes any sense. Uh, compared to like 64, Smash 64, they look much more cartoony. In Melee, they made it all like more realistic looking. And then Brawl, they took it a step further. Then in Smash 4, they put it back down, which was much better. But yeah, I'm not too much of a fan of the game, actually. Part of me is like, I think it's terrible that Nintendo would do such a thing like that. Because in the end, it's like, I think I have a conversation with somebody about pirating and stuff. I have so many conversations about pirating because, you know, I'm straight pirate. I'm, man, I'm a pirate, man. I'm pirate the one, man. <laughs> I'm a pirate, bro. Like, I will pirate anything just because of the fact that there's so many games. Like, for instance, Melee. There's no way to really play that game online because there's no online feature because it's on the GameCube. Currently, right now, you can't really play it unless you have like a family member or a friend that's willing to risk getting COVID, right? You have no way of purchasing it because Nintendo isn't even reselling the game, which is wild, man. I, this is how I know that this is a that game is a stain on there on them, man. I swear to you, it's like that dirty stain that Tide doesn't take off, man. That they've been trying to take off. <laughs> Because for some reason, it, it, they just don't like that game. And they hate that crap, dude. Because if you try looking for it on, I think last time I saw the price, it was like 70 bucks flat, man. Like, you're going to buy it. Who you going to play it with? You also need a CRT because it's, like, laggy. So you, you unless they do something like that, if they were to re-release the game, uh, it's, like, no lag. Even though there's, like, no buffer system in that game. You know how weird that is, Mac? Playing the game with no buffer system, man? Yeah, plus like R. for us now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I can kind of play plus R, but yeah, it's really weird in that sense. Like no buffer system really feels awkward. Mm. It's amazing, dude. It's a, like when I was talking yeah. to Broken last week. It's amazing how much Nintendo has been just that Snorlax, and you know, it, between the community right. and just people having fun. Like, nope, we're just gonna be this giant boulder on the road, and you have to move us. And it, it's it's incredible. Like I've never seen that relationship between a publisher and a community, the fact that their your own publisher is your your number one enemy and you trying to <laughs> right. have a competitive experience. And it seems like Nintendo really does not embrace Smash as a competitive game. They like they don't like it whatsoever. Ooh. It, and, and you know what's weird too though is that like they've had like imagine how much they set up for uh Big House, right? Whatever the majors called. Yep. Big House, Big right? House. And they set up for the major, and they had everything ready to go. And then Nintendo, all of, all of nowhere, they out here cock blocking. Basically, they pull out the <laughs> yeah. son, swiggity swiggity, got your booty, and then they out, they literally put you with the C and D letter. And it's like, bro, we had everything set up, and they're like, nah, son, you don't need that. Come here and play some Ultimate or some Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on the Switch, because it's like, dude, that's that's terrible, man. Like, I yeah, I've never heard of that happen before. But Nintendo's been so adamant. On them, and it's weird because they don't support melee, but you'll see that they do support a lot of other games. Like they'll do tournaments for like Smash Ultimate and stuff like that. So it's very weird. I also feel like it's weird that the creator doesn't really talk much about the game either. Like nobody talks about that game in the Nintendo company. It's like or in the such a weird relationship. Yeah, it's weird. Weird. Yeah, dude, it's really weird, man. Like not even Sakurai be like, I know you guys like melee. Um, but I don't really like he won't even say he don't like it. He he won't say he likes it. He's like, nah, man, it's like it really is like this thing that they don't want to exist. And I, I give props to the one thing I, I don't like the game, but I I will say that I appreciate the fact that they're willing so hard to try to fight for their game. Cause that's like respect, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying so hard to fight for the game compared to like people in the FGC. We ain't fighting for no like we ain't fighting that much for nothing else. Nah, no, man. no, kinda, nothing like we that. We kinda just let it go, like whatever, yeah. man. We ain't, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't playing that. 
they got like six characters in their 20 character game, man. And they're like, I need to fight for these six characters. And we all were here like, nah, I think Chaos is going to die. That's the crazy part. The fact that Melee continues to survive despite the fact that their publisher is trying to kill that scene. <laughs> it's right? like, this is what I was telling Broken Wing last week. I, I could understand if you're going to give them the cease and desist because of the fact that they're using Slippy and it's, you know, it's not official and whatever. I, I understand that from a publisher's sense. It, it makes sense. But why not just look the other way unless they are planning on putting Melee out on the Switch, which would be the ninth console generation representation that they have unless they come out with a new a new system but the fact that that game is not available to play in the modern age like how normal people play they uh -huh. have to play on GameCubes and on CRTs. Like, you're making it so hard for these people to just play this game, even though it's so popular. Unless that's their plan, then okay, I understand you want you want people to actually buy the game with your infrastructure if they're planning on putting netcode on it or whatever. But the way it is now, you have to play Melee the way the, those conditions are set right now because there is no other way to play it. So the fact you're giving them a cease and desist, I don't know. I understand. Listen, legally, they have all the right to do so. But morally, does that? it's yeah, grinding. Man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, sure, you can do it, but should you do it? Like, just look the other way. Yeah, man, that's terrible, dude. Like, it's like, yes, I can legally sue you for defamation, but let's be honest, man. All you did was call me poopoo head. I, mm -hmm. I ain't got to take it that far. It just sucks, man. Like, it really does suck at how they, they do their fan base. And I, they don't care, man. Like, I, I believe they don't care when it comes to catering to their fan base. And it sucks because... Nintendo people, they will buy anything. That's what I'm saying about cons they'll consume anything. Like, it's like, oh, man, no Melee? Oh, well, more DLC for Smash Ultimate. They just buy it. They just consume all that crap, man. Like, they don't like they don't stop to think twice at all, man. And they're fine with it. And that's why, like, I don't, like, nowadays, dude, I barely buy anything Nintendo. I buy, like, 3DS games, but that that's because they're going to be pretty much, like, right now, it's a great time to buy 3DS games. They're usually, like, $20, $15 because they've, it's just, it's just been so old with those games, yeah. right? So they're mm -hmm. like last gen, basically. So right now, it's a perfect time for me to get like some more 3D, which I need to get some more 3DS games. It's some really good 3DS games. But they they pretty much stopped the... Uh, they, the manufacturing uh, of yeah, them. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They stopped manufacturing 3DSs now. I think sooner they did already. I'm not sure. But I mean, look at what they're doing, man. They're phasing out all the old consoles and they're making everybody buy ports of the same thing. And people are fine with that. And I'm like, how are you guys fine with that? Like, I don't get it. I'm not buying Mario Kart 8 twice, all right, goddammit. Hmm. Just because the last game had a bad battle mode that you guys could have made possible. I'm not buying it twice, man. That's not how it's going to go down, man. I, I, I notice it with a lot of Nintendo people. I know you guys mentioned in the last podcast about, like, the lack of cross-pollination with, with Smash players. Imagine, they're, the, the Nintendo players have a lack of cross-pollination, too. If the game, if these games, because there's a lot of games now that there's, on the Switch, there's a lot of indie games that is coming down on the Switch that people are noticing. Uh, there's more um, like other games from other consoles, like that are usually in other consoles that are coming into there, and they're just now figuring that they exist. Like I swear, games like indie games that got really popular, I bet it wouldn't have been as popular if it wasn't so much as Nintendo influence. Like for instance, Shovel Knight, that game got super popular. I played it. I was like, this is a good game, but is it worth all this popularity? No, I don't think it is. Right. Like, it's a good game, but it's not worth the amount of popularity they gave it. But it's it's just the Nintendo people, man, they really do sit in their own corner, man. They don't, like, they don't get out that, they don't get out of that corner and they stay in there. And it's like, 
it, it sucks, man. And Nintendo, it, and it's grimy because Nintendo takes advantage of that. So like, <laughs> so like they take advantage of the consumers where the consumers are like, I'm just going to buy it. And, and like, I feel like sometimes you really do have to do things by your wallet, man. Like if you keep consuming everything, there is nothing saying what they're doing is wrong. It's like Pokemon. Like they just keep making doodle-ass Pokemon after doodle-ass Pokemon after doodle-ass Pokemon. And everybody's like, Oh man, this is gonna be a good one. Come on, man. It ain't been a good one since Gen Some Something, man. <laughs> it ain't been a good one for a long time. It just sucks, man. I don't like Nintendo, man. I, I don't <laughs> like them anymore. They've like they've gone so downhill, man. Like the, the, the Switch's been out for like two, three years, man. It hasn't even had like discounts or anything like that. I, I think the Wii U had a discount, but barely even even in its lifespan, and you know. So terrible, man. Yeah, they're, they're their own thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's, man. You know what's funny that you bring that up? Actually, I have two things. One, it's funny that you bring up uh, Pokemon and all that because the you know one of the, the one thing that was uh, one of the points of feedback that we got after I did the Broken Wing uh, episode is that they said that uh, an episode of FGC Hollywood with you and Broken Wing would be super interesting because you guys can talk about Digimon and <laughs> Pokemon. Y'all do like Digimon. Yeah, and and all sorts of stuff without me getting in the way with me shitting on BB tag all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think eventually we have to make that happen of a, a broken slash Pringle FGC Hollywood episode. Right. But two, you're right. You know, I give Sony shit a lot all the time. But even Sony, at least within the last year or so, it seems like they're starting to move away from like the whole quote unquote console wars and like this is you know sony fanboys against microsoft yeah, fanboys man. microsoft has been doing you know xbox release pc release simultaneous for for, for a few years now yeah. sony has started putting first party stuff on steam so even they are more pc now and trying to become more atlas and all that stuff yeah man yeah and well i mean the, even you got horizon zero dawn on steam mm-hmm. right now which is oh, i yeah, never yeah. thought i would see that but it's cool the fact that even they are starting to move the needle a little, not move the needle, but at least follow suit with Microsoft and be like, okay, let's try to open up a bit with Nintendo. Nintendo, I don't even, I don't even think of Nintendo as a competitor to those two. Those two are doing their own thing, and then mm-hmm. Nintendo, they have a different audience almost. And I listen, I know there are there are people that play games and they play on all three. They own all every single box, and they also play on PC. That's cool if you have that luxury. Cool, but I think as consumers, there's only it depends on how much money you have, but if you're a hardcore Nintendo guy, you're going to play on the Switch, and you're only going to dedicate your gaming time to that. And I think something like Smash 4, Mario Kart, everything that you just mentioned, they don't mind making those sacrifices of buying things twice, having non not so much consumer-friendly things happen on the back end for them. Like They're okay. They're okay with that mm-hmm. because they're such big fans. And there's a very big disconnect between not only, I mean, forget about like Smash. There's a disconnect between Nintendo gamers and regular video gamers. It's it's yeah, weird. Like, it's so strange. You know, it's grimy when like up here in the FGC, we look over at Smash and we're like, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like the underdog looking at another underdog and be like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. We like that. Because over here, you know, it's ironic. Over here, we got a new Guilty Gear coming up in a few months. And a community is trying to resurrect an old Guilty Gear game. And the publisher does the opposite. Instead of giving them a cease and desist, they're like, hey, you guys want the source code? <laughs> it's yeah, a different, exactly, different relationship. Much, it's pretty much funny. different. And it, it, it's wild, man. I also feel like they don't talk to their... I don't think they're the Smash guys really communicate much with their community at all. Like, 
I already feel like that's an absent thing in a lot of fighting games in general, like the lack of communication. It'd be good, I think, for people like the creators to just pop in the local. You know what I'm saying? Like pop yeah. in the local every once in a while and just chat with the people and, and see, you know, see what they see. But it's like they're sitting in these ivory towers over here. <laughs> so goddamn high up, we out here looking like ants. I'll be honest, man. I don't even like, I think I, I think that if I was to buy a new gen console, I'd almost like want to get like an Xbox at this point, just to try something different. But I know that like, you know, the lack of JRPGs on- I was going to say, what are you going to play? Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I know. What am I going to play? That's what it'd be, <laughs> That's what it'd be like, man. Like I ain't going to play nothing because I know. But here's the thing though. Like even on the PS4, I didn't even feel like there was many JRPGs I wanted to play. Like I look at it now and I'm like, damn, the list is actually kind of bleak, man. So like, I think the launch lineup for for either is super weak this, oh yeah, this generation. Weak they, they, I think Spider Man is like the only thing. I think I don't know. I don't even know if there's anything else worthwhile outside. Of like Dark uh, Demon Souls remaster. That's it. Oh, that is that launch title. Yeah, it came out with the console. It's but a it's a remaster. Game, goddamn. Yeah. yeah, man. That's a game up someone already played before, man, with better <laughs> graphics. That's, come on, man. That's your selling point. Your best selling point is a remaster of an old ass game. See what I'm saying? Like, like, like Jesus Christ, dude. And with Xbox, but, listen, I, I used to be, I used to love my 360, and I still do. I don't play it anymore, but like, yeah. I love my time with the 360. But at this point, what's the incentive for me? If I have a computer that can yeah, run man, the same I've thing. Yeah, like, why would I go on your box? Well, my computer can run the same thing that your box does. If not on equal terms, even better. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know that, like, the Switch release, it's like, all I see is, like, because now that you think about it, I think about it now, I sit down, and I'm like, how many actual exclusive titles on the Nintendo Switch are brand new? There's not really that much, man. Like, some of them are just remasters of old games. But, like, you have Odyssey, Zelda, uh true man smash i guess it's right. like it's a very small amount so it's just like the same series like, over and over what happened to Metroid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that ever gonna make a comeback yeah i heard they they i think they were trying to um find people to work on the new metroid hmm. um but yeah they they at one point it was canceled i don't know if you heard about that part like they canceled the production or something like that and then afterwards, they uh, they're starting to work on a new Metroid Four. But I wish they made like uh, I wish they made more 2D Metroid because that's really my thing. But like they did the one on the 3DS, and I heard it was all right, not that hard or anything like that. But it was they all need right. some new IPs, man. Yeah, well, that's the thing though. They have a lot of IPs, but I feel like they're not kind of pulling from them. Like, look how long. Like a lot of people got like upset with Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing they didn't get a Wii U title. So it was like it got a 3DS title, but it was almost like four or six years, and then now it got a it got a, a title on the Switch, and it but then, sold gangbusters. <laughs> yeah, it sold it sold a lot. That's what I'm saying though, because and you know why it sold so much, man? It's because of the fact that there's nothing in between. What the hell mm -hmm. are we gonna play? I'm done playing Zelda. I'm done playing Mario. What I'm gonna play? I'm gonna do people that don't even like Animal Crossing bought it because there was nothing else that they could buy that was like an exclusive outside yeah, of any titles, man. Yeah, man, like even Mario Party's dry as hell on the new games. Mario Kart, it was just the last one. They didn't even make a new Mario Kart. They just made the last one with some added stuff that isn't even worth $60. What about Donkey it's, Kong? Did that come back? Nah, man, they ain't, they ain't got no love for Donkey Kong, even though, <laughs> hey, okay, so here, here's my hot take. Donkey Kong is so much better than the plumber, man. Donkey wow, Kong game. that is yeah, a hot take. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. I've played, so this is what I love about Donkey Kong games. They climb in progression, in difficulty, right? 
Mm-hmm. Whenever I play Mario games, they're easy almost all the way through till the end. And then they just spike up in difficulty and I hate them because they're not fun at all, like to me. But what I learned about Donkey Kong is that like you use things early in Donkey Kong and then you utilize them more and more as you play the games further. That And I like the uh, the uh, the world layouts in, in Donkey Kong. Mario don't make no damn sense. One minute homeboy's <laughs> in the waterland and then next minute he's jumping on some mushrooms. And, man, I'm like, what a... This is cold, man. <laughs> Where now, am I going with I, this, man? I have a question with Mario because I don't really follow that series ever since the 1986 game or whatever. So, Godly. <laughs> yeah, played the them all then, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is the only one I played, the only one I need. But uh, by the way, I played it on PC. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> of course. Is every Mario game, is Bowser the enemy at the end of every of them or do they have different enemies? Nah, he's pretty much most most of the time outside of, the 3d mario games are very innovative and they always change up a lot of their things the 2d mario games are very stagnant and they i mean like they've made new super mario bros on the ds on the 3ds on the wii on the wii u and i think it's on the switch too man and, mm-hmm. and then outside of 2d mario the recent ones they made was mario makers which i don't like those at all i don't like making i don't like making games i that's y'all's job all right don't be making me pay six dollars <laughs> to make a goddamn game because you don't want to do it no more but yeah Bowser usually is most of the time, if not 99% of the time, he's the last enemy you fight. Okay. I, the, I don't understand. Like, can't Peach just, like, lock her door or something? Like- <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody says. It sucks, though, because of Peach, in some games, she's a lot better. Like, for instance, uh, in uh, Paper Mario, she's actually, like, you can actually play her in the first one. And she's kind of, like, doing things and talks. And then the second one, actually, you can play her, too. And in the third one, she's a character you can use. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't understand why they, they make her so like whack. Right. Well, uh, welcome to the Nintendo Power Hour, everybody. <laughs> All right. Pringle, I think you, you, you might enjoy this. Hollywood question of the week is, this is a fighting game Yu-Gi-Oh scenario, because I believe we talked about <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Not last podcast, but the podcast before that. And shout yeah, outs to man. the people in the comments telling me what that circle of death is. I forgot the name of it already, but... <laughs> the seal of Orcophilus. I think that's how you... Yeah, something like that. I don't know, something like that. Yo, that, the boys were like, yo, yo, hold up. I know which yeah. card you're talking about. They knew it right away. They were just like, yeah, oh, I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. But this is a Yu-Gi-Oh scenario for fighting him, for a fighting game scenario within the Yu-Gi-Oh realm. So, which fighting game character would you put up if you had to duel someone else in a winner-takes-all scenario? Meaning, if you lose, you will never be able to play this character again. Now, a caveat here, not a caveat, but just a, a bit of a detail. When I say you put up a character, I believe in Yu-Gi-Oh, it wasn't so much your strongest character, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think it was the strongest character you had in your deck, but it was like the most valuable character you had. So this doesn't have to be like your top, topest tier character that you play in any fighting game, but like the one character that you either identify the most with, you enjoy the most, whichever one is the most valuable to you personally. Man, hmm, that's a good one. I can go first if you want to. If you want to, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I would say if we're playing Yu-Gi-Oh rules and you know we're playing a match and I have to put up a character that I, if I lose, I can't play her anymore. It's Labrys for sure. I would say my most powerful character in in fighting games, the one I have done the best with statistically, it's probably a tie between Paul Phoenix and Yunarukami in Persona 4 Arena and, and Tekken Seven rather. But as far as most valuable to me, the most time sunk with this character, the most fun I've had playing is with Labrys in Persona 4 Arena for sure because even though she wasn't the best, I didn't get the best results with her, it would suck the most to 
not be able to play her. So I would be like, oh, that, that's a bummer. Even as much as I love Narunkami and Paul Phoenix and Lily and all these other characters, I think when, I, when we're talking about personal value, if I'm putting something up, that would be my most valuable. Okay. I guess I'll just put Philia then from Skullgirls. Okay. Probably yeah. like, yeah, she's probably my, my go-to, my number one, basically, in any game I play. See, I put the most time on her in anything. Man. If, if I lost her, I'm like, what? <laughs> I lost the <laughs> leg, bro. <laughs> oh, like, whenever I lose her in like a three versus three, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to win now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, let's get to some fighting game news. We only have two items this week. The SNK buyout. Is it coming soon, TM? So, website IGN reports that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, through his youth focused MISC charity, I think that's how you say that, mm. has purchased 33.3% of SNK, the developer behind the King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, Metal Slug, and more. MISC has announced its intent to buy a total of 51% of shares and take majority ownership. It's a move that's coded with some controversy, given that the crown prince Mohammed bin Salman has been previously been directly implicated in the murder of Washington Post right. journalist <laughs> Jamal Khashoggi, accused of sending an assassination hit squad into Canada and is the de facto leader of a country repeatedly lambasted for multiple human Good rights Lord. abuses. The 33% of SNK shares were bought for approximately $216 million. In other SNK-related news, this is a little bit more (laughs) lighthearted, game director Yasuyuki Oda reported in an interview with Otakuology that the King of Fighters 15 has been under active development in 2020 and is quoted saying this, quote, after the impact of COVID-19, the SNK team has been readjusting to the times. However, the development of the game has been going well. Please look forward for more KOF 15 news next year. End quote. That's something, I guess. Man, KOF 15. It's not coming now. No, this it's dude, not. Because <laughs> we got some dude out here killing people, and he's the owner. <laughs> oh, it's so weird, man. That's that so weird. Crazy. Yeah. Of Saudi Arabia being interested in purchasing SNK? I guess he's a big fan of snk properties but uh listen obviously we don't talk a lot of politics here i don't talk a lot of politics with anybody really (laughs) so i i kind of knew these details but i didn't know i so i knew about the washington post reporter i didn't exactly know what happened but it seems like obviously he is linked to this this is uh grimy do you know like so in mma there's a really weird tie-in to Ramzan Kadyrov, the president of Chechnya. Yeah. And that dude is, a, he's a bad dude. Like not a bad dude and he's cool, but he's like not a good person. Yeah, a bad and person. It's, it's, it's weird how you have some of these really powerful people who have done terrible things. They have a lot of money and they, they're able to almost infiltrate, I don't know, the subsections of like gaming here, like SNK, you have mm-hmm. sports and MMA uh it's it's not good it's not a good look i don't like it at all but listen i'm not snk i don't make those deals <laughs> i but it does make me feel weird like i if he if he ends up buying you know 51 percent of the shares he currently has 33.3 uh it is gonna be weird man it's just i don't know strange yo yo watch <laughs> he like he puts snk in the best direction it's ever been <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's really weird. Like the fact that we know it's kind of like, you know, when you know something about a person and everybody else in the room knows, 
but nobody really says it out loud, but everybody's yeah, just kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> this is kind of how it is. It's just like, man, we know that the guy on top, he ain't, you know, <laughs> he ain't yeah. right. But nobody says anything because they're too scared to. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird, you know. What if what if the guy that pretty much owns SNK is a murderer and he's out here making Metal Slug better, show <laughs> better, giving it rollback neck code all over the place? I don't, I'm gonna feel conflicted. Am I gonna still play those games? Most likely, but I'm still gonna <laughs> feel conflicted as I play them. <laughs> Man, that's some that's some blood Wi-Fi right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I don't know what to say about this it again it hasn't gone through yet their plan is to buy 51 percent of the shares currently they have 33.3 so still some work to do but if they end up do if, if if they do end up buying it out it's gonna be it's gonna be strange personally i think he is going to invest in uh, developers in his country to be able to get involved with snk and that development team so i think that's one of the his priorities from what i read from that little blog post but yeah, I, wow. It's just you know what's crazy though. It's the mm. fact that he just spent two hundred sixteen million dollars, and he's like, I can buy more. <laughs> Bro, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man, that's that's nuts. And it, I mean, uh, and as far as KOF, you have that uh, Takoology that came out, I believe, yesterday. That that came out saying that hey, they're still working on it. It's it's mo- it's kind of like saying what we already knew, at least we hoped for, but they didn't yeah. really give us a lot of information. So where's KOF fifteen? I guess next year. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Dude, that, that's pretty cool, though. If there's something about KO15, though, but like, I really won't believe it till I see it, man. Especially with how they have not shown anything outside of a logo. That's not too helpful. We'll see. I think I think it will be out next year. Maybe you know summer. I could see it coming out in summer of 2021, like July. I hope it looks good, man. I hope it doesn't die in a week. I hope it has good net code. <laughs> like my three <laughs> wishes. My three wishes of that game, bro. I hope it looks real good. All right. Second item of news here is Soul Calibur 6 Season Pass 2 Final DLC. By the way, shout-outs to Toby on Twitter and Az in the Discord for reminding me about this because I completely missed it. So Bandai Namco announced the final parts of Soul Calibur 6 Season 2 Pass on November 28, 2020. Via a Twitter post, the team shared a trailer for the newest character to join the roster, Huang, as well as a new stage and character creation set F which adds more customization options that also include more Tekken-themed items. It's kind of cool. They had, like, Xiaoyu and, and King and a bunch of other items that look very similar to uh, Tekken 7 costumes and stuff. That was kind of sick. Ooh. Soul Calibur 6 fans can expect the final parts of the game's second season pass to be fully playable on December 2nd, 2020. Soul Calibur 6 getting some love. That's nice. I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing anymore. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's nice that it's getting some love, man. Like. Jesus, did they even mention the price or? or probably... I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's the season pass. So whatever the season pass cost. Yeah. The second season pass, rather. It wasn't a press release, so I didn't see any any writing saying individual prices. But I'm sure it's on the website. Mm. Have you ever played SoCal? I don't know if we've been through this conversation, but have you played that game? Uh, Very little. Uh, if you're talking about six specifically, yeah, very yeah, little. Six. Um, I can't say that I I like it or dislike it because I played it for so little amount of time there's just so many other games that i rather spent my time with than before yeah. i get to soul Calibur 6 i will say soul Calibur as a franchise is probably my least favorite 3d fighting games series just because i'm not a big weapon guy i, I don't really like a block button either so i i don't know I, they're okay I, I like them just fine i think they're they're cool games 
but uh, the system is not exactly for me. But I don't, I, I can't say that I dislike them. That's unfair. But I just don't have a lot of experience with them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, you're right, man. I, I don't think I can. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I just can't. Like I can play it and then not feel interested enough to keep playing. It's weird in a sense of like I don't know. I I think I'm probably not gonna want to keep playing your game. And it's not because you're bad or anything. I'm just going one way. You're going another way. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's not bad. It's it's like let's say if you normally like strawberry ice cream. And then yeah. somebody gives you vanilla, you're not gonna be like, Ugh, toss it to the curb. <laughs> you're, but you're, you're gonna eat it, but you're gonna be like, I probably won't get it next time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, man. I was like, I don't really like, I don't really like you like that right now. But mm-hmm. mm, let me go my way, you go your way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Soul Calibur is a weird game. Like I played it. I feel, I feel more. I don't know what it is, but like with Tekken, I feel more invested when I play it. But I've seen that some people that play Soul Calibur don't like Tekken as much because. They feel like lead boots on their feet, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then in Soul Calibur, the movement just happens. You know, I'm just, you're just, you're swooping, man. You're everywhere. Yeah. Sliding all over the place. I, yeah, there is something. I can't pinpoint it because I haven't spent a lot of time playing Soul Calibur, but I can say from the amount of time I played Soul Calibur, something just didn't grab me. But here's the thing, too, now. You see how it took you a minute? I spent a little bit more time playing Grand Blue. And then I was like, I don't think I'm going to play this game at all ever again. And I already had like a feel of like, I was like, oh, okay, this feels like, feels like quicksand and wet mud just came together mm-hmm. and just made something You can pinpoint. Weird. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is weird because I know exactly. Dude, I only have like, what, three hours maybe played in Grand Blue Fantasy? And yeah. I know exactly why I don't like that game. <laughs> Whereas with Soul Calibur, like, I can't tell you, really. Like, I can't be like, oh, the game is trash because it's this. Be like, no, it's just, there's... Something missing? I just haven't found out what it is yet. Yeah, but I, I'm not ready mm-hmm. to say that the game is bad because I don't think that's the case. I just think that there's something that th- makes me and the game just disconnect there, and I, I got to find out what that is. But I think I need to put more time into it. I will say that I probably do prefer Tekken and, and Dead or Alive and Virtua Fighter before I would play Soul Calibur. But then again, who knows? I might play some a bunch of Soul Calibur, and that will move up in the list for me but for now yeah it's probably my least favorite 3d fighting game and then, but then there's also the whole part of like i'm i don't feel like i ever will be interested enough to play more soul Calibur. and this is like the sixth one i've seen the previous ones and it's like it's still not enough to make me want to play some soul Calibur, man they got some cool characters yeah yeah they do right yeah but not enough for me to care yeah i, I definitely have to put sink some more time into that game and maybe watch some more philosophical videos on how the the meta is and how it plays to kind of get a more appreciation for that game but not right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah nah man and that's all for the news i told you just two items it's a slow slow week but we got uh, (laughs) fighting game fighting game topic of the week this is not really a topic because it's so slow i figured we could uh you know we normally ramble on this stuff but we can actually make it a point of emphasis this time and talk about some fighting game stories we have Cause I got I got a few that I think I told you before, but just in case you know people are just hopped on with you know recent episodes, I figure I would tell them again with a little bit more details because they're they're I find them to be pretty memorable. This one is uh <laughs> is pretty pretty quick. So I used to live in, in South Florida, right, and back in 2015 until 2017. So I was hella bored because all I was doing as I was going to work, going home, and that was my routine, and I had nothing to do in the middle. And I wasn't even working full time. I was working like maybe 30 hours if I was lucky a week. So I really wanted to do something. 
So I go on Facebook, which I used to have a Facebook. Now I don't anymore. I deleted it. But I go on Facebook because I didn't know what my resources were. And I was looking for, okay, fighting game tournaments. And I put it on Facebook. And I found a local right there, maybe like five miles away from my house. And I didn't have a car back then, so I was taking the bus. (laughs) The the public transportation, yeah. And I go there and, listen, the Facebook page had no details. It just said fighting game (laughs) gathering. It just said fighting game gathering every Tuesday, 7 p.m., at the corner of this and that. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll go. And just said, it's cash only, right? So I was like, okay, dude, fine. Dude, that's not like, <laughs> that's not like you're going to get yoked. <laughs> especially in South Florida, right? I was like, what am I thinking? Anyway, I, I take the bus, I go over there, and it is kind of shady, like, to be honest, <laughs> when I go over there. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take your ass somewhere, <laughs> put you in a boat, you ain't even seen it coming, like, whoa, where are we going, Key West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, luckily, uh, yeah, I, that didn't happen. So I, I go to this place, and so I pay the doorman, and then like you know, was it? It's always weird because it looked like a bar, but it wasn't a bar. So I pay, <laughs> I I pay the doorman, and it was uh, I think it was like eight dollars to get in, and then you had yeah. to pay for whatever game you would register in, but eight dollars to just get in, yeah. and I was like, huh, okay. So I go in. And I go down the stairs, and it's, I don't know, it's like almost like a bar basement. But, uh, dude, it was only Smash. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? <is this?" laughs> I was like, Damn, wait a second. You got your ass, man. Dude, okay, okay, so they, they, had some, they had some old arcade machines. And I was like, okay. But then I looked for, like, the where the tournaments are happening or where people actually bought their, brought their consoles. And I remember I was like, okay, there's Smash. I was expecting, I was like, okay, there probably might be some Smash in there. But because the Facebook page had no details, just said fighting games, I was just like, oh, I have to be, have something that I could play. Maybe, I don't even care what it was. Street Fighter, I'll play Street Fighter. Yeah, I just want to play man. something. So uh, when I got in there, I was just like, okay, old arcade machine, old arcade machine, and then just a bunch of people playing Smash. And I think it was Smash 4. I don't think it was Melee. I think it was just 4. Yeah, it was probably 4. I remember I talked to the guy. I was like, do you guys run? And it was just kind of like a nice guy, but he was definitely a Smash guy. And he was like, do you guys run anything else but Smash? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. I was like, so, so, like, I'm serious. Then I was like, okay, well, I don't really play this game. I was like, if I leave, will I be able to get my $8 back? He's like, no, buddy. Sorry, I can't do that. Once you go through those doors, <laughs> I was like, shit. So I just ended up playing a couple of the arcade games, and I bounced out of there. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I got so debated. Terrible. That's a terrible local, man. That's a terrible local. Our local doesn't cost that much just to get in. Yo, what? Yeah. what where was it at, though? Where was it at that you did that? Do you know the name? Did it have a name? I don't remember the name of the local, oh, but okay. it, it was it was in Pompano Beach, Florida. Or... It was a suburb of Pompano Beach, Florida. I was don't know it? if it's even still there. So the location was like some rinky-dink dungeon? It was. No, so it was like almost like a strip mall. But yeah. then you go downstairs. Like, have you ever been to a comedy club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Y- yeah. So it, it's almost kind of like if you're going to a, like an underground comedy club, but there's a mm. doorman at the top of the steps. So that's who you give the money to. Unless that dude was just hanging out there and I just gave him eight bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he's probably been catching people, man. That's why, they, you know, the Smash players are going to fight his ass. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm kidding. He, he was actually the doorman. And uh, I wish I wish the Facebook page had more details on it because it just said fighting game gathering every Tuesday or whatever. So I just I took him by by word. And the only other one that I could have gone to was Miami. But that was, you know, 50 minutes if I wanted to drive there. And I was like, I'm not doing that for a fighting game. I mean, not in South Florida. So 
I ended up going to that one. And yeah, and it was only a Smash thing. And I was like, well, that sucks. Dude, that's terrible, man. <laughs> yeah. Yo, okay, so like that's one thing. So I don't know how good it is to compete in South Florida. But when I was out there, man, a lot of... So one thing I don't like is that the places are pretty far apart. The scene I went to, I went to it like once and then i had i had to get it i had to drive there it took like an hour and i was like yeah i'm not doing this man that's that's terrible man you know what i'm saying like when you want to drive like a whole hour just to get somewhere just to play to get better ah man it's that's a hard i know people do that but i'm not gonna do that man that's not worth my time man and then you don't even get past that that goddamn top eight man so (laughs) all right drowning pools Mm -hmm. here's another story that i have for so this is combo breaker 2018 so me and my friends went and it was our first Tekken 7 major that we went to and we didn't know because we played on PC but we didn't know how bad the PS4 was. <laughs> oh <laughs> also, my god, the lag, dude. Eight frames, my friend. Oh my and, god, terrible, dude. And also what we didn't know is we're playing on Korean arcade sticks and we didn't know that the Omnis we were using had uh, an eight-minute timeout. So Yeah, I remember it, that. On PC, it didn't have it, but on console, it did. And we never upgraded our firmware. And we didn't know that because we don't play on console. So, dude, we're playing Tekken, and it didn't happen from my friend because I guess his match ended after probably less than eight minutes, right? But I went back and forth with this dude, and it was 1-1, and then all of a sudden my stick disconnects and I lose the round. And the fact that I was so unprepared for, for that input lag, man, it was so bad. But I remember all of us being so devastated. We're just like, I can't believe this. Like, the input lag... That sticks disconnected. <laughs> we were so mad. We got robbed. <laughs> I played on the Omni and I went through that problem too, man. Because I have I have an Itoki. I have it as a normal one, a Japanese one. But mm. um, dude, yeah, I, I played I played casually and that would happen all the time, man. I'm glad they fixed that, but yeah, that that was terrible. And Tekken 7, I think it's still pretty bad though. Like you could still kind of feel the PS4 lag compared to the uh PC one, but Oh my god! Before I, dude, I don't know. I I couldn't play it, man. Like I was like, whoa, it was terrible. This is not like playing. Like it is terrible, man. And, and that's when I first started playing it, like offline with like um, the scene over here. I started playing with them, but since we use PS4, I was like, God, Lee, this is garbage, man. I I don't mm. like playing on PS4, man. Yeah, I think it's down to maybe like three or four now. It's not eight for sure, but it's uh, it's still not great on PS4. It's better on PC, but even on PC, it's got. You can feel it. It's not like tag two for sure or six. Mm-hmm. It's it feels a little more stiff. But I remember what because I've never played it on PS4. We were playing on on PC to. I mean that was our fault really. But like we were playing on PC to practice in the hotel rooms before we went to the venue. And when we got to PS4, I was trying to do moves. I was just like, Jesus Christ, what is happening here? I was like, <laughs> Nothing's coming out. <laughs> Nothing, dude. Oh yeah. man, you cannot can re back dash at all in in lag, dude. Like that can't thing break is throws, can't do combos. Yeah, man. <laughs> the timing is so different. Yeah, it, it was bad. So I blame my losses at Combo Breaker 2018 because of the the input delay for PlayStation 4. But it's okay. I got my revenge at Combo Breaker 2019. First of all, I ruined this guy's day because I think he was supposed to beat me according to the bracket statistics, and I picked Paul Phoenix and I beat his ass. But then you like. Did you cheap him out or? <laughs> no, I just played Paul and like Paul, you know, once you get into <laughs> once you get so in you somebody's face, <laughs> once you get into somebody's face with Paul, they freeze up because yeah. it's like, oh, it's a demo or it's a death fist. <laughs> Which one is? <laughs> no, so I beat man. him, but then I lost two consecutive matches and I got bounced. So I went one and two, but then I went 
and uh, restored my my name and my respect over at, at Eunice because I went four and two in Eunice. And oh, that's uh, pretty good, I, I, yeah, I beat this Wagner player and I was like, hell yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what happens, man. It'd be like that. It's like, because I like, I feel not because I don't care no more. I'm just going to go gorilla mode. Hell yeah. And I'm playing the perfect character for it with a Kotsky and we're like, whatever, yeah. let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That was fun. But uh, speaking of Tekken, when we came back the year afterwards and at Combo Record 2019, the atmosphere for the top eight and the grand finals for Tekken 7 at Combo Record 2019 was amazing. Like, I've never felt yeah. anything like it. It was Anakin and Nii at the end. Oh, yeah. And it was a reset and it was it was electric in there. Like, you felt the building just, it was so tense because everybody was pulling for Anakin, but Nii was mounting a comeback and you could tell, like, it, if you can watch the archive, it's still really, really good. But being in that setting, being in that building and feeling the atmosphere was incredible. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, those are all my fighting game stories, really. They're cool, man. I don't, I don't got, I got bad ones, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing but bad ones, man. I had a, at a tournament, it was sponsored by Chick-fil-A. I think I went like two and one, didn't really like it. I had to drive back home. Took me like an hour. I got lost away there. Horrible. I think something happened. I dropped my phone. So that ruined everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, and I didn't know how to get back home that well because I have a poor sense of direction. So I had to figure <laughs> out with my poor, with my beat up GPS. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> was it nighttime? Nah, fortunately. Oh my God, dude. I've had to drive nighttime and not have any way of going home except signs. <laughs> terrible, dude. My good experiences nowadays, though, are from, like, the scene. I, I had one, okay, so, like, I had one where uh, I've barely played Tekken. Like, I just now started getting in, and I played Lucky Chloe, right? Mm. And a uh, terrible character. Don't Would not play it again, right? And <laughs> I played Lucky Chloe, and I played in, fr in, like, a little stage, and it was this bar. It was such a weird bar because it was, like, a vegan bar, right? Like, it was, it was super weird. They had... <laughs> gluten-free gluten-free bright beer man it's freaking weird right man and uh yeah man and the the stage they had me in a little stage and i played i played this guy and i and i kept hop kicking him and he had no idea how to deal with my hop kick so i kept pretty much abusing that and i beat him and then i went to the uh the next match and i just got beat by like i don't know what anna does at the time and i barely knew how to play the game that well so the dude pretty much beat me and i can't i, I went like one and two or something like that. And I just went home and I was like, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah, I don't really got good stories, man. My story's all garbage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've only had good experience at Delivery Comic Breaker. But then again, I, I went with a group of people of uh, one time it was three people. The other time it was four people. So, you know, it was it was cool because I could go say hi to people who I knew through the FGC, but then stay with my group. I probably wouldn't go alone uh i would like to go with people that's you know, normally how we like go into term to majors that is the locals mm -hmm. i'll go alone that's fine but i do think it's a fun experience I, I would like to see how they bounce back from the pandemic and hopefully we can we can go and, and make it a, like a hollywood event that'd be nice all right the non-fighting game topic of the week is not really a topic it's just uh, again since it's so slow i have a question for you because i thought about this game the other day because i saw it on the list pringle do you have a game that you played or have beaten that you wished you never have. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Hollow Knight, man. I don't really Hollow like that Knight. game. Hollow Knight, really? Wow. Yeah, I hate that game, bro. Why is that? Dude, I, I don't like the... Uh... So, a couple things I hate about it. I hate the fact that you get moves that you can't utilize 
outside of specific situations, you'll get a lot of moves like that. The only thing you can really utilize that you get that you can use to traverse the huge ass world is dashing and air dashing. And that's like it. Outside of that, you have to use the beetle to get everywhere, which I think is always a problem with Metroidvanias where they use fast travel. I wish there was better ways to utilize traveling. Like for instance, Metroid, I think it's Metroid. They make it so that like you can go from a place to other places just via like shortcuts. But what I feel like whenever I played Hollow Knight is that there's not much shortcuts. And so like the traveling is like, that's part of the big problem. It's not even like the combat is all right. I like the combat, but I only really liked like one boss, which was the Mantis boss. Everything else is just whatever. Like, I don't really care too much about it, but like, it really was like the traveling. Like, there's so much traveling in that game. You have to go from one end to another. And if you die, you have to spend more time going from one end to another. That's, and then like, I even had it where like, I walked into a place after I spent so much time getting there and like, it gave me an error. So that, that like pissed me off and like, it closed the game. So I was like, oh man, I don't want to play this game no more. That's the one thing that made me hate that game. I hated moving from place to place. Hot ass take though, because I know a lot of people like Hollow Knight, but I didn't like that game at all, man. And I thought that when I played it, I'd find the magic where everybody kept telling me about it. And then I was like, nah, man, I hate this game. Sucks. Mm. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that is a hot take. I've never heard anybody say anything bad. about. I've never played it personally, but I've never heard anybody say something bad about Hollow Knight because it's such like, oh, it's like a cult classic, right? It's like an underground. Man, I always got some... I always got some bad to say, even in my favorite games, man. <laughs> so if you want hot ass takes, I got them, man. There's all there's problems in every game, man. And I, I definitely feel like the glaring issues of Hollow Knight was definitely the backtracking because that's the thing about Metroidvanias, man. There's always going to be backtracking, no matter, you know, no matter how you conceal it. There's always backtracking. You always got to go somewhere you went to again. And since there's so much of it in that game, oh, it makes it so unenjoyable because the character doesn't move fast enough to warrant all that backtracking. And in the beginning, he definitely doesn't have the dash on the ground and he doesn't have the air dash. So you have to unlock those uh, tools just so you can move around the goddamn map faster, man. It's terrible. How'd I ask take, man? Yeah, I was going to say, so th there, there are a few games that like I know th like the PC Underground loves them and that they have almost become more popular because of it. Shovel Knight is definitely one of yep. them. Like I've never heard anybody say anything bad about that game. The other one is Celeste. Everybody seems to love oh, Celeste. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to try it out, but like I haven't played it yet. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So I, I've never played that game, but I've it looks cool. But it, yes, yeah, not my type of game. But I, I, I mm -hmm. like the art style. The art style is cool. Yeah, the art style is real nice. But it one thing that's fun about Metroidvania is really like feeling stronger. Uh, like Castlevania is the same kind of thing, man. Like uh, you know, you play more Castlevania, and then you just feel like buff, and mm -hmm. it feels rewarding. In 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 Hollow Knight, it's more like. That's why people say Hollow Knight is like the Dark Souls of Metroidvania, but it's still like, hey man, even in Dark Souls, like after a certain point, you are getting stronger. And I don't know, I, I think it's more enjoyable probably in Dark Souls when it comes to how you die and all that stuff. Because do you like, like any of the Bloodstained games, like Curse of the Moon or? Yeah, I like those, man. They're like Castlevania. They're pretty fun. I played, uh, I played both of them. I played the one that's like I don't so like I don't really like the old old Castlevania because like the movement is mad like stiff um mm -hmm. that's i think that's I, curse of the moon ain't it yeah yeah curse of the moon man i, I didn't like the old man <laughs> i hated that character <laughs> <laughs> but i i like the other one too i haven't beat it but i i like those games yeah man the ritual fun. of the night right yeah 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 that, that game looks cool i would like to play it eventually uh i'll throw one game in the mix here 
Have you ever played Heavy Rain? Oh, I hate that game, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's great streaming it, but it's not a good game. <laughs> so I had a PlayStation 3, and this, I think we're talking 2000, what, 2010? Maybe 2011? Yeah. And I went to like a video store because I didn't have enough money to buy the game. So I would just rent them from like family video or whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, that's how you do it back in the day. So I got Heavy Rain and I got Infamous because I was like, oh, I could probably play both of these games within a, in five days. Right. I didn't know that Heavy Rain was a 40 hour experience. <laughs> so I was right. like, And I started already. So I was like, man, I have to beat it because like, I'm going to get my money's worth. And I don't think I'll be able to get the Infamous. But the controls for that game. The story is whack, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, man. I hate the chapter layout. Ugh, like, dude, I I hated that okay. game, and I beat it. <laughs> and then I never got to Infamous, and I was like, I cannot believe I spent money on two games for five days, and I only played the one that was ass. <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> dude, the guy that makes those games, I think it's what David Cage. I think that's his name. Yeah. Man, he makes some bad games, bro. Like, he, he made, made the Ellen uh, Page game, right? Yeah, Beyond Two Souls, I think yeah. you made that. I played that on stream. Horrible. Super fun <laughs> on stream, though. Horrible, horrible. You want a stream game? Play one of those garbage-ass games. Indigo Prophecy, horrible game. Uh, I played, I tried playing Omicron, but it just don't work. It, like, crashes on Steam, man. Uh, I think his recent one, was, which was, like, people said it was good, was, uh, I forgot. It was, like, Robot something. It was, like, a robot kind. But, oh, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, yeah, Detroit Become Human. I think that, yeah, mm -hmm. that one. That's the one he made. And then he made he made that one too. And uh, the one you said, the Origami Killer over there. Yeah, Heavy Rain. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was, oof. They're terrible. I think they're terrible ass games, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, they were so stupid, man. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I was so salty movie. that weekend where I had to go return the the games back and I never got to play Infamous. I, I knew I should have started with Infamous. I don't know what I was doing playing Heavy Rain, but yeah, it was bad, man. I hated yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Infamous, Infamous is better. But like, I think the only problem when I play Infamous is that it just felt like GTA, man. <laughs> it would have been better than playing Heavy See, Here's the thing. The yeah, reason really. why I never switched mid playthrough is because I was just like, well, I have to be one of them and I already started this one. <laughs> <laughs> already, already, already set the table with the crappy controls and put in the plates oh, on the table. Man. Oh my God, that was awful. <laughs> Dude, his games, are, his games are not games, man. They're interactive experience <laughs> filled with qtes terrible terrible okay now we got game sales but i'm not going to read any of these so all these game sales that we have here they're the same exact game sales from last week except they're all still available so if you want to know game sales go back to episode 10 listen to all that all the games or rather the sale ends december 1st 2020 there's the the fall sale right now on steam but I checked for prices for matching games. Steam prices are actually more expensive than the Humble Bundle prices if you're going to play on PC. So just buy the games on Humble Bundle because they're like a dollar or two cheaper if you do that instead of the Steam sale. So, And now we can get to some listener questions. No Baker's Dozen, but we do have 10. So that's pretty good. Zio on Patreon asks, I am just been made aware of how poor my execution for IAD is by a biking trial. IAD, for anybody who doesn't know, is instant air dash. So I'm currently looking at a weekend of doing just IAD and training mode, and I want to ask, what's the craziest fighting game training you ever did? Also, are you going to talk about Mohammed Ben? Sa oh, yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's also conflicted about the whole SNK purchase. So I guess we can just talk about his craziest training mode 
thing. Yeah, IEDs are not fun to practice. I don't really like doing them, but sometimes they're necessary. Have you ever done anything super crazy in training mode or have you spent a lot of time trying to perfect a certain skill? Nah, I'm pretty boring, man. I just pick <laughs> I pick something and I do it over and over and over and over again until I get it. Like so I actually did like an IED training thing like for stick and I just pick Philly and I ID all day to the corner, to the left, to the right, and over and over. I am super boring with my training, man. Like, like it's it's simple, but it's like it's crazy in the sense of repetition. Kind of like the jab in boxing, man. You just do it over and over and over, and you're never gonna stop doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a there's a cancel that you have to do mid air, and it's a very time based. If you play Narukami in Persona Four Arena, where you have to come down with Raging Lion and you have to uh, one more cancel it with a J2B on landing. So you have to time it before you stick the landing so you can get your persona out with a 5C on the ground. It sounds very complicated, but it's actually you get such a cool looking combo because it's a side switch combo. You have to spend meter for it, mm. but it's a side switch combo. And instead of finishing your combo with a Raging Lion on the ground, you can cancel standing and then do a super at the end. It's uh, it's actually a really godlike combo, and it's kind of hard to do. But I, I watched this uh, Japanese player by the name of Shiki do it during a match. And I was like, "What? You can do that?" And I started practicing it. <laughs> like you could do that in a match. I knew you could do it, but not when you're fighting. <laughs> All right, little Joe Potfox on YouTube asks, "What are you guys' opinion on story modes and fighting games?" Personally, I think they're a neat addition if done right, but I would rather have a regular arcade mode first, mainly just to experience my favorite character's backstory and their own involvement in the game. He also added a few links of people, content creators who spoke about story and fighting games, so I'll have to check those out later. But I think I, we spoke about this before, story and fighting games. I, they're personally not super important to me. I just I don't get a lot out of them. I I do agree with him. I like character backstories more so than a in like an overarching story that includes just the the lore of the game. I like to know where my character comes from and what their motives are. But as far as like the Mishima Zaibatsu and all that, I could give a shit. Like I don't care yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I wish there was something new that they can make outside of just story modes and arcade mode. Like I also think that if they're going to make that, they're going to add those. They should just have both of them. Like, I don't see why a game can't have both of those. It's not like they're reinventing the wheel. All they do is toss some fights at you and then just give you some visual novel crap on the side. Like He's like, damn, bro, y'all so lazy, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I wish they would make something completely different for a single-player content, like something more interesting. You can play TFH. They have a really cool arcade mode. Right? Yeah, seriously. They, they made it interesting. They made it so that like the game is also like a platform or two or something like that. Which mm -hmm. you know what's great about that game? I just I just played it the other night, <laughs> and the, the, first of all, that game is super fun because you can chase people in uh, yeah. in the lobby. <laughs> so if people are trying to duck you, you can just follow them all over the place, so you can match them. <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah. And two, game, game was made. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. I, I was say they they put these little chests in the middle of the the lobbies. Yeah. And you can you can fight for the chest, and then you get all this salt or whatever. Or the, I don't know what you get, but it's kind of fun because <laughs> like you you have you play a first of two for the goodies, and it's it's actually mad fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. I, I was about to say game was made in a shoestring budget, so I'm saying why <laughs> they got it, but you your Tekkens and your Street Fighters ain't got it. That always pisses me off when I think about that, man. <laughs> it's that game is really growing on me the more I play it. The only thing it doesn't have <laughs> is crossplay. 
I don't really mind that, but man, the net code is really good. The offline is really good. Not a lot of people play it, which sucks, but I, yeah, I have not been disappointed with that game. Even with the roster size, like it's super small, only six characters, but because I like my character so much that I don't mind, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, and to be honest, the other five characters in the game, I like as well. Like that doesn't happen yeah, for me. Yeah, yep. Like in Unist, I like one character. I don't like the rest of them. <laughs> but in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in TFH, I, I, I actually like the rest of the characters. Yo, I have that same feeling with Skullgirls, man. Like, even though I don't like fighting Big Ben, I like every character in there, man. They're all dope as hell, dude. And I and I and I could tell people about all the other characters if they ever use them. Like, I don't know as much as I do like about Philia, but like I can explain other things with each other character. And I think that's when they made every character well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. usually that's not the case. Usually you hate like half the roster because they're annoying. <laughs> Okay, Heinz the Rhyme Bomber on YouTube asks, so do you think that the lack of Japanese arcades or Japanese arcade development time is ruining modern day fighters? The only fighters last gen had a proper arcade time were Tekken 7, Under Night and Birth, and Guilty Gear Exerd, and they seem to be great at launch while other fighters seem to bounce back if they make it to season three. He's right. I don't think Dragon Ball Fighters had a uh, an arcade launch, did it? Uh, nah, I don't think so, man. I don't really know. I don't I forget, man, because like I feel like whenever they do those arcade launches, they only really drop it in Japan. So like it's and Street, wait, Street Fighter Five didn't, I don't think. It didn't it didn't yeah, until it didn't later. Have one. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, it didn't have one until later. Yeah. I you know, I didn't even think about that. We were talking about how the pandemic is affecting everything. Uh, man, Japanese arcades took a hit with Hell yeah. Just not being able to open and they were already seemed to be going away from arcade first console later as far as bed testing and it's kind of interesting the fact that you have three games here like tekken 7 undernight and guilty gear that they launched so well well undernight didn't launch very well undernight yeah. undernight st launched very well clr not so much i don't know if clr had an arcade version first it probably did but the Eunice did very well. Tekken 7 Season 1 did very well. And I don't know too much about Exert's sign. Did sign do really well? I don't know, man. I, I wasn't really into games around that time. No. I wasn't into Guilty Gear at that time. It is something to take note of. Uh, I can't speak too much about these current gen fighters not getting arcade releases. But I would assume, yeah, I would assume it does have some sort of an impact on how well the game bodes for future years. Because it seems like it's a, it's a great test bed to have people who know how to play fighting games play them where they're comfortable playing fighting games against you know other fellow competition at the arcade and when you're not having that with things like Street Fighter 5 or Dragon Ball Fighters it I'm sure it hurts the game in the long term I'd almost say that it feels like um uh, feels like arcades ain't even going to be a thing after <laughs> Yeah no they're dying they're oh, dying man. They've been dying but this really did put the nail in the coffin Mhm All right JLMD on YouTube asks, do you believe crossplay among all available consoles holds equal importance to rollback netcode? I feel that if the online is still functional, then having the wild or, or having the widest possible range of opponents possible is a must. As devs continue to improve online and games, the selection of opponents should see no benefit in being tied to one console. I don't hold it as equal importance. I think it's very important. But when you talk about rollback netcode versus crossplay, I think rollback is above that. I feel like crossplay is an optional thing, man. Like as much as as great it would be, I mean, when everybody just comes together physically, 
Uh, well, not physically, I'd say. Well, when you're really playing people online and you can still find like one or two person, one or two people that uh, the netcode is really the important part, but the crossplay just feels like an optional kind of thing. It'd be great if they added into it, and I think it's good, but I wouldn't say it's like super important because people will always just buy copies of the game in different consoles and then you could always just play those people. I think it's more important to have good connection versus more connections. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Was it uh, quality over quantity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Metal777 on YouTube asks, and this is mostly for you, Pringle, since we talked about it last week. We, oh, Broken, yeah? <laughs> Broken and I, yeah. We, we spent all that time talking about Arena Fighters. He asks, views on Arena Fighters, and we spent all that time talking about Arena Fighters last week, so I'm not really going to comment on it, but what, what do you think about Arena Fighters? I don't really like them that much, man, because I think, like, I like I like when Budokai was Budokai, but when it went into Tenkaichi, it was fun. But it wasn't Budokai fun, you know what I'm saying? Like when it went like like the same thing with like Naruto. I don't know if you guys ever played. Uh, I don't know if you played it, man. But Ultimate Ninja, man. Me and my friend put like a hundred plus hours on that thing, man. We played it like crack, man. Dude, if it had a tournament, I'm joining, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like Ultimate Ninja was like 2D. But then as soon as it went to the 3D, I was like, mm, I don't know, man. It looked cool, but like I don't know. It didn't feel the same. It's I don't know what it is. Maybe the extra like depth or plane or whatever changed how the the gameplay turn because I, I know for like for instance Budokai one two three were like two D right and then as soon as it like in Budokai two it's like you block you hit it's like kind of like a rock paper scissors formula but like I felt when I played um, Tenkaichi I realized you can kind of get away with stuff a lot more you could like spam easier and just fly away and then it's a three D plane so it's like you fly up down left right all this other crap and it's like. I don't know, man. Arena Fighters, I, I don't know, man. Outside of, like, Pokken, which I think was, like, probably one of the good, cool, made ones, I don't know, like, I don't even know what, like, Arena Fighters are even under. Like, are they good? Are they bad? I don't know, man. Like, they, they're they fun for, like, casual people, right? I, I Like, I don't buy them anymore. I don't, like, I don't, I feel like they're a waste of money, man, because you play that and all the characters be, like, the same. And, and I feel, <laughs> one thing I will say, though, is that Arena Fighters got Fun-ass story modes. I'll tell you that much, man. Like, mm-hmm. them Naruto joints, damn, them story modes. Even though they be, like, QTEs, but they be hiding it well, man. Like, those QTEs be sick as hell, man. Like, what? Like, they got it right, so I don't know why you guys got to get it right. <laughs> but, yeah, man, nah. I, I, I don't really like... I don't really care for them that much. They're cool, but they're... Yeah. Uh, this is a good question. This comes from Cuttlefish Conglomerate on Discord. He asks, which fighting game community do you think is the most organized when it comes to finding character resources? And in the same vein, how much do you think the ease of access to resources deters or attracts new players? Uh, or I guess fighting game community, which one is the most organized? I have to say, I think it's anime games with Dustloop as, as, as a good, I mean, uh, Dustloop has so many things that you can find on there. Uh, Chainshift is also a website you can go for unispecific, but those Arxis games, man, they have, they got that shit on lock. Because those games are have a lot of things going on with them, everything that you see on Dustloop is, for the most part, what you need. There's also a pretty good amount of content creators that would make character-specific stuff as far as combos and resources. Tekken also does a really good job of it, but I think Tekken is, I don't know if they're as, as organized as anime games, as Arxis games. Arxis community does a, a good job of putting everything where you need it. But just a quick shout-out to... And I think this is more recently, but uh, Mortal Kombat, they'll put frame data inside the game. They will put most of what you need inside the game, and their training mode is also well done. So as far as ease of access to resources, I think 
probably Mortal Kombat because everything is right there. You don't have to outsource and go online to find it. At least you shouldn't have to unless you want like super advanced stuff. But I think when you're talking about a wide variety of resources, I would say Arxis games and anime games. I think, uh, man, yeah, I, I'd agree with you, man, when it comes to like anime games and dust loops. I feel, I feel like, cause like, for instance, when I first got ABBA and I was like, all right, let me find some combos. I just, all I got to do is put ABBA combos and I get dust loops and it just shows me like a list of combos. And mm-hmm. Boom. There it is. I will say that, like, I don't know if that makes the ease of access better or it attracts new players because at the same time the game isn't telling you anything which isn't good i think i will say i it's funny because i, I think like i'm thinking in my head like i can tell you what ways that are bad that we get them <laughs> <laughs> like 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 uh, like unorganized ways i think is like for instance like tekken i don't think tekken like we have to go you have to watch a hour and a half video of your character just to know what the hell your character does because there's only like one dude on youtube that makes a video for the character that's not good or it's like so spread out too. tekken yeah is, it's on twitter it's on reddit it's mm-hmm. on youtube it's not organized at all i don't know like i think dust loops is pretty good because of all the information it has but it's still not good in the sense where like how does it like personally me like when i look for like new games like stuff for new games all i do is be like all right i just google it and see how far i get and if i have to look for a freaking youtube video i have to look at that but like thinking about it now i think that way of getting resources is pretty trash so like (laughs) right see i don't know how much it attracts and deters because i think it does play a little bit of a role but i don't know how big it is because for example killer instinct has infill's guide which is one of the best guides for fighting games ever it has everything you need about everything you would ever think about that game and i don't know Maybe because it's not really widely known within new people that are trying Killer Instinct. It's probably better known within like the smaller discords of Killer Instinct or just uh, the hardcore KI community. But I don't know if it would not having that right away would deter somebody from sticking with Killer Instinct. I think it would be a nice add on. Okay, we got four more here. Organization 13 on Discord. So given this Dubai deal, Oh, yeah, I never changed it. He thought it was Dubai. It's actually Saudi Arabia. So given this <laughs> Saudi Arabia deal, seems like it may be it may affect SNK positive, positively. Can you think of any other companies that may benefit from a change in controlling interest? I don't... Is this going to affect them positively? Probably, right? Because of the amount of money that these people have. But I... I don't know, man. It's just not a good look. I don't. <laughs> They're getting that blood money, bro. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the blood of the man that died on Wall Street. They're getting that blood money. Yeah. Okay. Let's say if I could have somebody else invest in a company that doesn't have blood money, who would I want it to be? I, I don't know. To be honest, I think I think all the companies right now are in good hands. They make some silly decisions, like Arc System Works makes some silly decisions. But I wouldn't I wouldn't sell Arc System Works to anybody else. Like I think they're fine. They just have to they just have to tighten that ship a little bit. You know, it's like man, come on, boy. man. They gotta put a little bit of money into that marketing team, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> yeah. I you know who needs money is French bread. Like <laughs> Yeah, seriously, dude. We yeah. need another melty, man. <laughs> yeah they're they i know for a fact that because they haven't made mu- uh, they made other things outside of fighting games but i don't think they're that much people man okay armande on twitter on twitter on discord asks if there was a vtuber fighting game with a rollback netcode would you try it i think you would be a 
Shihiro Botane. Botan. Good lord. Wait, is Botan? I know who Botan is. That's the Yu Yu Hakusho girl with the broom, right? Is somebody doing a VTuber as the Yu Yu Hakusho girl? I'd play her. She's cool. What's weird, though, is that I feel like she should be stronger in the show, but she's not, and she's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that's not that's not her, actually, man. It's uh, Oh, it's not? It is. No, no, no. It is a female Japanese virtual YouTuber <laughs> associated <laughs> with Hololive as part of its fifth generation of VTubers. Damn, I didn't know Hololive had generations. I thought it was just one. It is That is the fifth generation, Mac. <laughs> like, like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's like it. I feel like it's supposed to be kind of like a uh, Hatsune Miku or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. Here's trivia. Here, she cannot drink alcohol for health reasons, and I like Yuki Hana Lamy. Botan can't eat spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I know those details. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, listen. If the game plays well, I'm playing ponies right now because the game plays really well. <laughs> So yeah, I'm not I'm not against playing VTubers if it has like godlike fighting game mechanics and rollback netcode. So, I mean, sure, I guess. I don't know who I think I think I would play Botan if it was the Botan who I was thinking of. <laughs> but yeah. uh, not sure about this VTuber chick. Oh, see, but here's another bad piece of trivia. Like she's into games that are FPS, like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and Rainbow Six Siege. She is supposedly not very good at fighting games and racing games. So my man just dissed you, like <laughs> he <laughs> said you trash and fighting games. <laughs> Damn, that was an like an inside diss too, because I had no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I like it. There is some thought there. Would you play a VTuber fighting game roster with rollback netcode? Oh man, I play anything if it works, if it's good. I'm a function <laughs> right. guy, remember? I'm function. Yep. I ain't play functions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, right. All right. Two more. As on Discord asks, if you'd give a fighting game copy to a content creator slash YouTuber, what would it be and why would you give it to them? Do I want them to succeed or do I want them to have fun? <laughs> What's the goal here? Boy, I'd give somebody Skullgirls and tell them to meet me in quick match. <laughs> Let them get body online. If I want them to succeed, I would give them a mainstream game so they can make good content for Street Fighter V, Tekken 7. Dragon Ball Fighters obviously is is probably one of the best ones. If I want them to have fun, I'd give them Melty Blood, man. I think that game is so fun. I'd I'd give them here's Melty, just experiment, enjoy. It's deep. It's got it's it's just mad fun. The story doesn't make no sense if you haven't played Tsukihime. So good luck. But yeah, that's true. That game is godlike. I I just I really like that game. And the last question comes from your friend Oblivious on Twitter. And he asked, how similar do you feel playing competitive puzzle games are to fighting games? Do you play competitive fight, uh, puzzle games? I don't really play any. Man, hell yeah, man. I, I mean, I don't spend as much time, but man, I love them, man. Like Poi Poi Tetris, uh, um, uh, Panel de Pone, uh, some, uh, I don't really play, um, what's it called? Turbo Fighter, Puzzle Fighter. I don't really play that one that much, but I mm-hmm. I'm not really too into Puzzle Fighter, but I do like playing it. But yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I love playing competitive puzzle games, dude. I'm so into that crap, man. Um, I wish it was. A, I, I, I wish Catherine was one. Oh, man. If Catherine had online, dude, oh, that'd be OD, man. Oh, my <laughs> right. God, man. Catherine is sick as hell, man. Like, dude, full body. Oh, man. I, I, I watched a video recently on how Catherine got into the esports scene. And like, they said that full body made the game much different 
for the comp- competitive side of things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. They, yeah, it's so cool. Like, I think, uh, I think, I think those games could be at least could have a side tournament. I've seen some places do it though. That they've definitely done it before. All right, I think that's all we have for the questions. Final item of the week, Brangle. Shout out of the week. Hey, shout out to uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and that community for a successful Twitch Rivals showing. They almost had 40,000 viewers, concurrent viewers. Yeah, I heard they had a really successful tournament using Parsec. Shout out to Maximilian, dude, and Yipes and all those guys for uh, putting together that event. I know it meant a lot for that community. And it was pretty hype. I personally didn't really watch it because I was doing something else. Probably playing Maple Story or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something more entertaining. <laughs> right. I like Marvel. I don't really like Marvel as a game. I like. I appreciate the Marvel community more so yeah. than, than I, watching uh, it. I have trouble watching it, though, because like, I like watching it. But sometimes what happens with a lot of Marvel, though, is that like, I feel like I watch too much of the same teams, which really kills the enjoyment for me. Like I hate seeing that's one of my big that's like the that's the fighting game sin for me, dude. Like too much of one character is such a sin to me, man. Like I don't know what it is. It's such a big sin. And then one thing that also bugs me is that I feel like whenever I see Marvel's Capcom 3, there's only like two stages. The mental asylum, mm-hmm. which is the training room stage, the freaking snow stage, and I feel like that's it, man. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a bummer. I'm trying to think, yeah. I remember there's another game that does that where every time I would watch it, it's only the same stage. I just, I just watched Street Fighter. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ultra Street Fighter Four. Yeah, Ultra Street Fighter Four is always training stage. Yeah. Dang, I forget. There, there was, yeah. there was one that I was watching recently. I was like, man, this is like the only stage they play on. Does I hate that man so mm-hmm. much? That for some reason that really bugs me. I don't really like that at all, man. It, it reminds me of leagues, man. Like the like the one stage that everybody just plays on, and I'm like, oh man, like yo, we ain't got other stages here. Oh yeah, that's I think that's what I was watching. My my roommate was streaming League of Legends, and I was yeah. like, they only play on the grassy green stage. I was like, is there not another one? <laughs> Dude, that's what I hate, man. I'm like, I don't understand. Like it's just so hard. How is it that they have not been like, let's make at least like decorate the stage. Mm-hmm. You can keep the stage the same. Give it a winter theme, a fall theme, something. Goodness gracious, man. Yeah, man. I'm playing Maple Good Royals look. right now. It's snowing in Hennessy's. Yeah, <laughs> man. What's the going right now, bro? <laughs> All right. One last thing, Pringle, before we get out of here. I'm, so far, I am in the minority here. I asked last week, I asked Broken Wing, which property does he feel is, is bigger among the mainstream between Dragon Ball Z and League of Legends, he said League of Legends. I asked the same question to my roommate. He said League of Legends by far. My roommate said because Dragon Ball Z is big as a property, yes, but that IP is not completely tethered to a video game, whereas League of Legends is all video game. Like, that's what they know it for. So he thinks he thinks a fighting game for League of Legends, like Project L, would do more numbers or bigger numbers compared to Dragon Ball Fighters. I think mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z is a bigger IP. Where do you stand on this as far as IP? Uh, so, okay, so here's one thing that might change your shift. If Project L drops, more women will play it compared to more women playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Does that does that help? Hmm, that's, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, because think about it. A lot of women play League of Legends. Not a lot of women really like Dragon Ball Z, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know how much females I know that go out of nowhere and be like, Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to blast one out their hand. I always thought I could. 
I never have yet. Just based off like that community of people, I've seen females that don't really play games play League. And that's like a big part, I think, too. Because generally speaking, people, more people, I would say more people play League than they really care much about Dragon Ball Z. If we're thinking about fighting games, I'd still probably say that League might be bigger. But I don't know, too, though, because there's also the consensus of just because it's a fighting game, even if it's League, will it really garner that kind of attention? Because when Dragon Ball Z came out, that's what people wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, people wanted a real Dragon Ball Z fighting game compared to all the Budokais and Kakarots and Tenkaichis and all that crap we got. Mm -hmm. Um, So that might be one of the reasons. But if I was to go based off numbers, it probably would still be just the right game just because of, like, all of the people, all of the people from everywhere. Not just like, cause like Dragon Ball Z really, I think it made a huge splash in America, in Japan, probably a lot of other countries too, but may, maybe a huge splash. Cause if you see the top finalists are like mainly Japanese, mainly American. So it makes like a huge splash between those two countries. But if you look at League, we got all kinds of people playing League. You got like, I go through the League archives and you have all kinds of languages, languages I ain't even know what the hell, look like it's Braille, something like that. <laughs> Number wise, it just kind of like it just sh- overshadows. And also, like if they go on Twitch, they just have like the sponsorship of Riot being able to be like, or like the sponsorship of the many league streamers being able to push the game, which would even help it further. Hmm. Yeah, I, I no, I could see that. That's that's well said. I I didn't think about that aspect. Yeah, hmm. man, I thought about that recently myself. <laughs> right. I hope they don't make it too like dummy dummy proof. I don't want. Yeah, well, we'll really have to wait on that. I don't think that game is coming out within the next two years. I think that game is 2023. Yeah, yeah probably. But we'll find out. Anyway, Pringle, that's all I had for this podcast. I don't know if you had any closing words before I get us out of here. Just, uh, you know, uh, Kamehameha, bro. I'm about to <laughs> my key up in here, man. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully we'll have a, a little bit better show next week i really i dude i was going through my emails and i was just like man it's just slow but it's the holidays i understand again happy yeah. thanksgiving to everybody that's listening good. my dog is looking at me he's all antsy he wants to get out of here he's been trapped in the room with me for three hours <laughs> <laughs> i gotta bounce but uh hey pringle it's good to have you back my friend likewise man good to be back and we will uh, be back hopefully with some more news more content more fgc goodies uh next week And uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody for listening and we'll see you all later. Peace. Take care, y'all.